that is here tonight, thank you for everyone who's even watching this after the fact. Um, Holy Spirit, we just ask that you move in this place, that you give us supernatural wisdom, that you open our, our eyes and our ears, God, and that you, you equip us, that you show us how to, how to be good co-laborers with you, how to manifest your will on the earth and how to, how to pray effectively. Lord, we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, ladies, I am so excited to start this prayer intensive. I'm so excited. And as I was preparing, I just, there's so much I want to share. And I kept thinking five weeks, and then this, oh, I need to switch mics. That's going to drive me nuts. How's that? Is that better? All right. Um, I do feel like that has been a pretty common theme, the enemy trying to interrupt any possible thing he can regarding tonight. So I know there's going to be a lot of good fruit from this based on the level of opposition that's been there. And that's super exciting. It's super exciting for me. So as, as we think about prayer, I think you've probably heard prayer is just talking to God. And it is right? That's true. But there are different types of prayer, and there are different ways of relating to God. Over the course of this workshop, I'm going to focus really heavily on relating to God as father and judge. Tonight, I'm going to start with some super foundational things. So there's going to be a little bit more talking tonight than there will be on other nights because I want to make sure we have some strong foundation before I, I let people loose, okay? Um, next week, just to give you a, a glimpse of what's coming. So this week is a lot of foundational stuff. I'm going to try to feed you a lot and wave your arms if you're stuffed and you can't handle anymore, okay? I, I have content until you feel like you're going to throw up. Okay, so just let me know. Um, next week is Pastor Jess Jones, and she, she's awesome, you guys. She's a, a friend of the Holy Spirit. She's an awesome woman. She's a pastor down at Trees Church, and she has an amazing testimony of being healed of stage four cancer. Um, you, you don't want to miss it. She's a real treat. So that's, the, that's week two. Week three I'm really going to dig into operating in the spiritual. So how do you actually operate in heavenly places? How do you discern what's happening? How do you engage um, spirits if you need to? So that'll be week three. Week four, I'm going to talk a lot about approaching God as judge identifying any barriers that might be there in the spiritual and how to demolish those so that your prayers can be effective. How do we get through some of those things so that you have unhindered prayers? How to approach the throne boldly? Because we are told we can approach his throne of grace boldly, right? And then week five, my plan is to really focus on praying for others. So we're going to spend a lot of time focusing on ourselves, right? Because we have to get ourselves right before we can minister to others. So the first four weeks are really, how do you get yourself free, your family free? 
and then we're going to get to ministering to others. And what do I do if, if you feel like you have an intercessor anointing? And, and what does that mean? And how do I pray for healing for someone? And, you know, that kind of thing. So we're building to that, but I really want to make sure that whatever it is that's on your heart, because I feel like a lot of people here are coming with something on their heart. There's a burden. There's a prayer need. And I want to make sure that we find breakthrough for ourselves before we're reaching out and ministering to others. Okay. So, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, tells us to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And Philippians 4, 6 tells us, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Thank you, that's awesome. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So these two verses are telling us to pray constantly about everything. Pray constantly about everything. So what I see this as is relating to God as friend, right? So these verses are saying, God's your bestie. And just like you would pick up the phone and call, give them a call or text them and, oh, you're not going to believe this, God. What do I do about this? What do I? You can have that relationship with God. That's a level of intimacy that we are supposed to have as Christians with the Holy Spirit. That's what it is. I'm not going to focus on that kind of prayer, but it's important. It's not to diminish the value of that relationship because it is really important to have intimacy with the Father, intimacy with Jesus, intimacy with the Holy Spirit. The reason I'm not going to focus on that much is because it doesn't need a lot of explanation. It comes pretty naturally. It should come pretty naturally to just have a conversation with God. And he'll listen to anything. If you're mad, he cares. If you're happy, he cares. That was a promise specifically to him, not to all people. There was, I don't, I'm not going to tell you the full story, but there was one time God made a very clear promise to me about my kids. And I had to cling to that promise because life was difficult. And I had to say, okay, this is what I see, but God, that's what you promised me. And I declare it, and I thank you for it, and I know you're faithful to fulfill your promises. I know it. When you have that promise, you carry it, and it's precious, and you don't ever let it go. Don't drop it. The third question is, do I already know God's will in this area? Similarly to the promises of God, the Bible is full of the will of God. Right? Like, we know God's will is that you don't commit adultery. So if your thing is, I hate my husband and I love this other guy. We already know God's will. We know the answer. You can stop waiting around for it. We know the answer. We know honor your father and mother. We know submit yourself to governing authorities. We know God's will is that all people be saved. 1 Timothy 2.4 says, Who desires all men to be saved? And to come to the knowledge of truth. That's God. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you 
and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. We know God's will. His will is to prosper you, give you a hope, give you a future. We know his will. God can also communicate his will directly to you. You know, the, the Bible says that God gives us the desires of our heart. He plants his desire for us in our heart. And that's another way to know his will. What is it that you deeply desire? And you're like, man, this doesn't feel like it's coming from my flesh. Right? God can speak to you. He can tell you. You can hear about it from, from someone who's prophetic. 1 John 5, 14 says, This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I think that's super powerful. That's super powerful. That if we know his will and we pray according to his will, he hears us. That's amazing. That also, the other thing that, that this does for me is it makes me less afraid. There was a time when I felt a little bit afraid. Like, what if I pray for that and that's not God's will, but it happens because I have authority and that I'm on this wrong... No, no, no. God's like, no, no. Pray according to my will. I'll hear it according to my will. I'm not going to just do these silly things. Otherwise, there would be a lot of brothers that turned into frogs. And there would be more people driving fancy cars. Right? Like, God doesn't turn it all over to us like that. And that should give you some confidence. Right? That if you're not sure, you can pray, and you can declare, and you can claim. And if it's not God's will, he can still block that for you. Yeah. If you know God's will, it's not a promise, but you, you know his will. You're pretty sure you know what his will is in this area. Your job becomes a co-laborer. A co-laborer with Christ. So there is a reason that we are taught to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Because the decrees and the prayers of the saints are what help manifest God's will on earth. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. What you bind and loose and declare and pray has a ton of power in what actually happens on the earth. So if you know his will, that is your job. Your job is on earth as it is in heaven. And you become a co-laborer with Christ. All right, let's get back in our groups. I want to take a, take a couple minutes, maybe let's go with four minutes, and talk about your prayer need. Or you can be general if you don't want to share it. That's fine. Look at the sheet of promises. Look at the sheet of God's will. Or use your own knowledge of scripture, what you feel God has spoken to you. And talk about it. Do you know God's will? Do you have a promise for this prayer need? And then we'll come back together.
They have the authority and they have a promise. Oh, we have a bunch. Does anyone want to share? Not literally house, 
we're kind of fast forwarding a couple weeks, but we'll give it a taste, okay? So we'll start by, in the name of Jesus, like, um, let's discern, like, what could be operating spiritually that would be stopping your family from coming to the Lord?
Lord John and Nick, and uh, I speak life into their spirits. I pray their soul spirit is awakened in the name of Jesus, that blinders are lifted off their eyes. And I declare in the name of Jesus that John and Nick are saved, serving you, that you've created them for a plan and a purpose, and you have called them and set them apart by name to pray and do things. And I thank you, Father, that they are saved and ready for Jesus' return. And I bind in the name of Jesus any any group of uh, deception, I bind bitterness, unforgiveness, anger, um, and rejection in the name of Jesus. And I just I just command you uh, to leave them in the name of Jesus. You have no authority over them. They are covered in the blood of Jesus. And I just thank you, Father, that you've given me that authority in your name. And uh, I love that uh, that you said that co Co-labor in Jesus' name. Take that word from 
that's not, it's the head, not the tail. So I do speak back to what I see yet, and the natural and the spiritual, you know, that his word is, like it just says, his word when I call it. Yeah, awesome. So this might be another situation where we need to address God as a judge. The, the comment you made about the enemy saying, I still have a right to him, sometimes that needs to go to God. Say, no, like, we wipe the slate, the slate clean. There's no authority here, rule on our behalf. Um, but I still think we should pray. So, yeah, so as his mama, you have the delegated authority, you have the relational authority. So you can speak to any spirit or evil that you think is attacking him. Tell it to leave in the name of Jesus. Say, hey, this is who I am. As his mother, I have the authority here. Get a little attitude. Get out of here. And then once you rebuke everything you can think of, you start declaring. Okay? You want to? So, let me remind you, defeated by the blood. Not what I hear, not what I, the doctor says, but what Jesus said, what he did, and shed the blood for us. So the blood was paid already. You are defeated, I mean, I have authority over you because Jesus did it all for us in the cross. So the blood was shed in Jesus' name, I speak. So if you didn't say I could speak, I could speak to you. Mark 11 says, throw the mouth of thinking, but the enemy has put on our mind, he's defeated by the blood. In Jesus' name, only in Jesus' name. Spirit of infirmity, whatever the spirit is that is attacking you, attacking your son, command you gone in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I command you to be gone in the name of Jesus. You don't have no authority over his body and over my mind and over his mind. In Jesus' name, speak. And then we can we declare complete healing. We declare complete healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you. 
and bitterness and anger, every generational curse, I bind you. I bind you now from operating in their lives. And my brother Reuben and Myra and Juan and Jose, I bind you and you will stop operating by the name of Jesus. I break your power, every assignment, every strategy of the enemy that has come against them. I pray that you remove every blindfold, Lord. Remove every blindfold that they would see clearly, that they would have clarity over the things of the Lord, that they would begin to see and feel your love for them, and you would draw them back into their kingdom, into your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, um, I wanted to give you one more thought. This is a little bit of a pivot. Well, I'll say this and then I'll give you my, my last little tidbit here. So, I was talking specifically to people who thought they had the authority and had a promise. That really informs how you pray, right? If you have authority and you have a promise, you can speak pretty boldly. You can declare things. You can engage the demonic. You can engage evil. You have the authority. And that promise from God, like, you can take that to the bank. Right? Like, he, he never, his promises are never broken. If you have the authority and you know the will of God, or you're pretty sure you know the will of God, that informs how you pray. You become a co-laborer. And it's no longer cashing in on what you're owed. You become a partner with God to see his will on the earth. So with your authority, you can clear out any spiritual opposition. And then you can make declarations and decrees to see God's will on the earth. So it, it really does inform how you pray. If you're sitting here tonight and you're like, none of this is my situation, my situation, I've been doing this, it doesn't work, or you know, I, I don't have authority here, I don't know God, I don't know what to do. We are, we are going to get to that. I don't mean to leave you hanging. We will get to that. It's going to take um, a little bit of time to, to learn that, that next piece. In the meantime, if you're sitting there going, man, I don't know if this really fits my situation, I want you to, your homework is to pray about it and to ask God for wisdom. So one of the promises is James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. It will be given to him. If you don't know what to do, God will show you what to do. It is literally a promise we have in Scripture. So I want you to pray that. I want you to stand on that promise. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom. To show you what God's will is. To show you what's opposing your situation. That's your homework. Okay. Now, I do want to I do want to pivot just a little bit because it doesn't fit to any of the other weeks and I think it's really valuable for general prayer. But I want you to consider with me for a moment that 
Lord's Prayer was never meant to be something we just recited thoughtlessly. That it's actually a model for how we're supposed to pray. So we start with our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The word tells us that God is jealous for his name. The names of God are powerful. So when I'm just praying for my family, like general prayer for my family, you can follow the Lord's prayer. And you can pull out the name of God that applies to your situation. And I say, Jehovah Jireh, hallowed be your name. Thank you for your provision. Thank you that you go ahead of me and you you make a way where there seems to be no way that, you know, the ram is on the way, that you see things I never see and you provide for me. God, I just thank you for all the times you've done that for me. Right? And, and you can do that. Jehovah, um, sick of you, God, you know, if there's any Jehovah Nisi, my God, my banner, um, I just wave it high and I just declare your victory. You know, and you can go through this for whatever whatever attribute of God that you really want to appeal to. Because not only does it turn your heart towards God, right? But God is jealous for his name. So, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are literally instructed to verbally declare God's will on the earth. And I'll go through my family, my name. God, I declare your kingdom come, your will be done in my life. And if I know God's will, I, I can declare that specifically. That your kingdom come, your will be done in my husband. And if I know God's will, I'll declare that specifically. Over my kids, I feel like for some of them, God has given me some clear things prophetically over my kids. And I'll say, Lord, I just declare your kingdom come, your will be done in, in Leland, and I declare his words will be heard around the globe, and he will be, you know, a leader for righteousness, and I declare those things over my kids, one by one. And you can do the same thing for your family, for your church. I declare your kingdom come and will be done for Res Life Holland. I declare that Res Life Holland is a place where people will feel like they are at home. That people that have never found a place where they feel loved and accepted and at home will feel that rest like Holland. And you just get in this habit of declaring God's will in different aspects of your life. And that is how you co-labor. So even, and if you're like, man, I don't know if my kids' words are supposed to be heard around the globe. Say it! If you think it may be, you just say it. His will is not going to happen. It's fine. Do you think it might be? It's no harm. I think, you know, it, it just makes so much sense to me. You know, um, the, the part about deliver us from evil, I want to point out that that was, you know, we have the Holy Spirit. So there, there are things that we can take authority over. Right, that might might be a little bit different. Um, give us this day our daily bread. Think about that. That's a command. 
forgive us as we forgive others. You know, the Bible says when you stand praying, forgive so that your Father in heaven can forgive you. So then you go through that. God, I just forgive this person. I forgive them. You know, and I think if you don't know how to pray, if you don't know where to start, that's a really good spot to start. It's going through the Lord's Prayer that way. So, for anyone who wants some additional homework, dig through God's promises in the Word around your area of need. Whatever it is that you wrote down, the thing that you need breakthrough in, find out promises that might relate to that. Go into good, good old Google. It's, a, it's good for something. And, and try to find those. And then we can talk about that next time, how to, how to weave that in. Yeah. All right, let me, let me close a prayer. And then anyone who wants it, wants to stay, wants someone to pray with you, wants someone to join with you. I mean, I think we're all available for that. So, please do. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you, God, for this opportunity. I thank you for, for all of these women. Lord, I just come before you and ask that your Holy Spirit use this time. That you would give us wisdom into how to apply these things, how to use them for the benefit of our, our families. And I just come against, in the name of Jesus, any attempt of the enemy to block this message, to interfere with this time. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ, and I command you to leave. I rebuke any spirit of confusion. I rebuke any spirit of opposition. I command you, go on, in the name of Jesus. And I declare that the power of Jesus' blood, that this time will have fruit, will have so much fruit for years and years to come. Mm -hmm. God, that, that everyone here would have a breakthrough, would learn new ways of 